What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. I love doing this. And <laughs> it's so crazy how long it took us to finally do this. So, I know. I was really COVID. excited. You had COVID. I had COVID. <laughs> we all had COVID. Lord Jesus. I know. Crazy. Well, congrats again to you and your wife. Tell her I said hi and excited for y'all for the fourth little boy. It's yeah, awesome. thank you. We're going to send y'all these kids so you can just go through boot camp and you'll be ready for anything. Perfect. Send them over. <laughs> we, need, we need some help. Well, tour and welcome to the podcast. So excited. Ooh, no, not as excited as I am. I'm, I'm so pumped. pumped to be on here with you. Oh, we're, we are so excited to have you. And everyone was also excited because this is an answering DMs one. So people were super stoked when they saw <laughs> that you were going to be on and all the things. Uh, awesome. So people might not all know this, but you actually sang in our wedding. Yeah, a huge deal. And I don't think so. We haven't like got to talk since really that moment because, you know, the wedding's so crazy. You go. Everything's wild. But funny story. So thank God you were up there singing and you were crushing it during our little moment. Because so at our wedding, Christian and I decided to take communion, which was like going to be such a beautiful like moment, all this stuff. Like we're so excited. So you come up, you start singing. We go to take communion. Christian and I both start choking on the bread. No and way. No, like straight up. <laughs> like it was like so dry. Like put it in our so mouth. So dry. And like we look at each other and I was so glad you were singing. People were probably distracted by that. And I was like. <laughs> <laughs> That's was so, so fun. funny. I'm, I'm always wondering like, can we not make it a little better? Like I understand I the know. symbolism that it's supposed to be like a bitter, oh. like sorrowful thing. <laughs> but if we could just get a little just a saltine cracker just a it little. would go a long ways i 100 you know? agree i 100 agree we should have because we we're sitting there choking at our wedding it was so funny like christian i still talk about that because people will be like that was the most beautiful moment and it, and it was it was great but secretly we're like coughing in the corner yeah. uh, that's so funny and also y'all are expecting that's so yes. awesome we're expecting our fourth human it's it's unbelievable yeah so we have three little boys seven four and three and our next one is also a boy wow and he's he's due in april how fun that's awesome so we're due first week of may so that's right right behind you guys we're we're expecting our first not our fourth and a little girl but we're stoked that's awesome congrats excited for you guys thank you yeah thank you you too well, let's get into it. What is the best piece of advice that you've ever been given? The very best. <laughs> this is a difficult question, but I love that you ask it. Um, I had to really go through my mental file, but I went back to the years before my band was signed, and we played at a church in Baytown, Texas. 
where Leland and Jack Mooring's parents pastor. Hmm. And we went over to their house and, you know, it was our 15 passenger van and all that. And um, they were just so kind to us. But Leland's mom is this Texas lady, like the quintessential Texas woman. And she said, Torin, let me tell you something. You got to keep your head small, your heart big, and your eyes open. Wow. And that always stuck with me throughout my whole journey. Humility, compassion, and vision. Wow, and uh, yeah, good, good stuff from Mama Cindy. That's so good. Head small, heart big, eyes open. I love yeah. that. It's like, uh, what is it? Clear eyes, full heart, can't lose. That, that reminds me yeah. of that. <laughs> That's so yeah. good. I love yeah. that. That's such good advice. Um, so I recently saw you at Passion, which was so awesome. Passion was incredible. It was awesome. My Great gosh. job. Ah, thank you. <laughs> to you too. You guys the, did amazing. Thank you. The whole night was insane. It was so good. And I love y'all coming in at the end, singing your new song, All God's Children. Um, Tim kind of talked about how a little bit of the process of why, but can you kind of tell us that story of why y'all wrote the song and where that idea came from? Yeah, well, my wife was talking about human trafficking a lot over the last few months, and she hadn't really before, so I was paying attention. And But I was also like, yeah, I know this is an issue. Uh, it's been around for a long time, but I'm very busy doing other things. Mm-hmm. And then she sent me one particular video and I watched it and Mm. there was no way to move forward in the rest of my everyday life without trying to make some type of difference. And uh, it's one of those things where the problem is so big, you know, Mm. 40 million men, women and children Mm. in sex slavery and the human trafficking system. And sometimes when something is so big, it's hard to get your head around. It's like, well, how do I get my hands around it? Hmm. And uh, I was praying and over the course of a couple of weeks, and I saw that Tim was posting a lot on social media about their human trafficking, their anti-human trafficking efforts. And I didn't know that he was as involved in that as he was. So I was like, oh, that's cool. Tim's, you know, what a guy. Not only is he hosting proms all over the (laughs) world for kids with special needs, but now he's doing this. And I was like, I need to do something like that. I need to start a movement. I need to start an organization. Mm -hmm. So I was praying about that. And then I woke up one morning and it had to just be the Lord speaking to me to let me see past my ego Mm -hmm. that you don't have to start your own fight. You can join Tim's. That's great. So I was like, okay. I think so many times our first pivot is like, I have to start my own thing. Yeah. When so much more happens in collaboration. That's great. And so I hit Tim and I'm like, hey, bro, my wife and I, we want to help. God's put this on our heart. What can mm-hmm. we do? And he said, dude, write a song. Wow. And I, I was like, why didn't I think of that? You know, <laughs> sometimes what we can offer, we're so... It's what we see last, but 
uh, that's that's kind of the genesis of it. That's so good. That's so cool. I love that because you're right. Like you put this pressure on yourself that you have to start something, you have to do something, and then a lot of times when you think you have to start it, you actually never end up doing anything because right. it's so overwhelming. But there yes. are so many people doing the things out there that you can just partner with or collaborate with or even give to. So practically for everyone listening, how can we help out? Because I love how you said like I knew I need to do something and I saw it on Tim's Instagram. So maybe this is that moment for people who are listening like I know I need to do something what can they do absolutely well the cool thing is with the song it's available on every streaming platform that there is wherever you like to listen to music you can listen to the song all God's children and 100% of the proceeds from the streams and the merch of this song are going to fuel rescue missions through the Tim Tebow Foundation. So streams break chains. It's good. And uh, I'm, I'm really excited that people who feel overwhelmed by the magnitude of this, it's as easy as getting in your car and turning on your phone Mm -hmm. or turning on YouTube. We can, we can do something to make a difference together. So cool. Everybody can do that. So go get the song. All God's children. I'm sure you can get it anywhere where you can get songs. Uh, yeah. It says so incredible. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Why is it that with sparkling water, I'm always playing guessing games with what flavor I'm drinking? Is it citrus? Is it aluminum can flavored? Mm, not sure. Sparkling ice, though, they really mean flavor. Like in-your-face flavor. Orange mango, black raspberry. Don't even get me started on the strawberry lemonade. Kiwi strawberry slid right into my taste buds DMs last night and let them know who's boss. No subtleties there and no sugar either. But it does have vitamins and antioxidants. Find sparkling ice at a major grocery store or club retailer near you. Sparkling ice. Anything but subtle. So I want to ask you, um, I love what, what you're talking about, about just like joining something that someone else is doing, but you're, you're doing a lot yourself. Like you are an artist, you also preach a lot, which you're incredible at both. You have a family, you do so many things I'm sure we don't know about. Um, I know you've done stuff in secular world and church world with music and just all kinds of different things. Was there ever a time in your life that you limited God to what you could do? And if so, How did you break past that? Yeah, well, I think that is the constant tension, Um, especially as you do more and more. There is a tendency to drift toward Mm self-reliance and thinking that all this stuff came from me. What I'm I'm trying to always remind myself that my uh, my efforts are not really the key I do have to be engaged and participate, but it's really God's faithfulness yep. that delivers the results. It's good. And so I've been trying to remind myself, even as the year we had last year and stepping into this year, mm-hmm. that my responsibility is movement. I need to have my hands engaged. I need to have my heart engaged. But God's job is fulfillment. That he's going to bring the right things to pass in the right season. 
And what I've struggled with, Sadie, is I'll look at my future and all the things that I want to do, and I'll think of all of the things that I'm going to need to fulfill those things. Yeah. And I'll take inventory of my life right now and be like, well, I don't have that. Yeah. I don't have those skills. I don't have that experience. How am I ever going to do that? Yeah. Neglecting the fact that all I need is what I have good. for the season that I'm in right now. It's great. And that God is the one that produces the fruit in its season. Hmm. You know, it's that whole scripture of don't grow weary and well-doing for in due season, you will reap a harvest if you don't faint. There's a season for what needs to be produced in our lives. That's great. And if we stay connected to the vine, that's just going to happen naturally. So good. Oh, but I love I, that. I'm always fighting that because it's so easy to, to drift into the self like sufficiency. Right. You know? Oh, for sure. Same. It was actually cool you said that because this morning um, we were talking, my team was all here and we have a new girl today and we were telling her, you know, just whatever God puts inside of you, just believe that, you know, he can do it through you. And it's kind of what we talk about, like your job is to move that movement. His job is the fulfillment. And and if Mm -hmm. it's a God thing that will happen. And we were telling her like, yeah, you come in here and you might see this podcast mic and the camera crew. And this is a legit thing happening, but Two years ago, whenever I was sitting there with only two team members, and I said, we started a podcast, and none of us had any idea what we were doing. We had no <laughs> equipment. We didn't even have a microphone, camera, nothing. And we're just like, yeah, let, let's look into that, you know? And, and now we're yeah. here. And so it's sometimes God puts a little seed in your heart. I remember there's this verse, um, Ecclesiastes 11 talks about it, and it talks about how, like, you know, you can look at, the the cloud sometimes and you know it's gonna rain this this is obviously not exactly what it says but this is kind of like an an idea says you can look at a cloud and you can know it's gonna rain you can see a tree falling and know that that's where it's gonna lie it says but there are some things that you will not understand how it happens like the Mm -hmm. way that a baby is formed in a mother's womb it talks about how like those are the things that we don't know like god is clearly doing something that we can't wrap our head around but then it says um but continue to sow your seed in the morning and don't be idle with your hand in the evening and that is like stuck with me for so long because it's like there are some things in life you can see this might happen because this happened but there are other things in life that you don't know you have to trust God and God's going to blow your expectations but that doesn't mean you stop working that doesn't mean you stop sowing your seed and then don't be idle with your hands because you could think it's going to happen just like this and God's like actually reverse reverse it's going to happen like this so that's such good advice and I think when you don't limit God to what he can do you do a lot more like for you you know you're doing so many things and and you don't underestimate it i love what you said about seed because honestly if the bible talks a lot about seed but there is nothing exciting about seed (laughs) True, (laughs) like the most boring i mean i'm not going out and just looking for seeds okay maybe there are people out there that's your thing i respect it okay but (laughs) There's nothing really exciting about seed, but faith doesn't just see the seed for what it is now. It sees what it can become. It's great. And when you put seed in the right soil, it grows into something more than you can imagine. And 
we should never disqualify our gifts, our story, our potential, because it just looks like seed. We shouldn't disqualify our prayers because they seem small when we're praying them because they are not yet what they're going to be when God fulfills them. So even though the seed isn't super cool or fun, don't underestimate what God can do with it. So good. I love that. I heard Mike Todd talk about seeds one time, and he was talking about how like you have to dig in the ground and bury the seed. And it, that's the same thing you do with death. Like You dig in the ground and you bury the mm-hmm. person. But the same place with the seed where it looks like death is like where destiny begins. I was like, that's so That's good. right. <laughs> that's so <laughs> that's good. good. I love that. Well, people wanted to know, they wanted you to bring it all the way back to what made you pursue music and what did that uh, look like? like the very the very beginning way back oh, when oh yeah well i started singing in church when i was nine that's when my family started going to church uh my parents separated when i was young and that sent my dad on a whole faith journey and which introduced him to my stepmom and uh so he changed the whole trajectory of my life and our kids and their kids um, by his decision to follow Jesus. But I started singing in the church choir and uh, I, I loved it. Uh, When I was 16, I started playing piano and leading worship in our youth ministry. And uh, it's kind of funny because my youth pastor, who was also my uncle was like, Torin, you're a great singer. You're doing good leading worship, but you really need to know how to play an instrument. So I'm like, okay, So my dad had keyboards and stuff, so I I was learning how to play the keyboard, but I couldn't learn the songs fast enough for the services. So I would just write my own songs because no one knows if you're messing up your own song. (laughs) That's so true. So it's like, no, that's how it was supposed to be. So uh, (laughs) that's how I started songwriting, and I loved that. But then I got really invested into the ministry side of student ministry and leading worship, where most days after school, I would be coming up to the church, setting up for our Wednesday night youth services, getting the stage right. And this was when, like, you decorated stages without budgets for lights and stuff. So we would have, like, the alley look with garbage cans tipped over and trash and construction and (laughs) all that stuff. But I I just love the creative side of all that. It was an outlet for me. And seeing my friends come from school, I went to public school, seeing them come and be like, wow, this is like the coolest thing that we've been to. This is, and I saw it affect them and change their hearts And even to this day, I'm talking with friends from high school that were impacted from those years. And I just fell in love with the ministry side. So that led me to Bible college. I went to Bible college for three years and majored in theology. I minored in music. Wow. And while I was there, I was writing songs and the college every year put out an album. So they got recorded and I was like, it was the first time I was hearing my music, not just on the piano or the guitar, but fully produced yeah. and people singing and singing it in church. It's just amazing. So, awesome. th- 
yeah, that's kind of how all that started. What a journey. I love it. Uh, yeah. I will never forget the first time I heard Hills and Valleys. And me and Lainey, my best friend, we were like, this is so good. And we listened to it like a hundred <laughs> times. And it was so funny. Um, so at the time, Lainey and I had just heard it. We were like, loved it. And then right soon after, there was an award show. And, you know, they kind of have your seats where you're going to sit. So me and Lainey go sit down. And then you and your wife are behind us. And we were like, oh, my God. That's the guy. <laughs> we were starstruck. I'm not kidding. We were so fun. We were like, he's Hills and Valleys. We were so excited. Um, and people. People obviously went down to hills and valleys um, in your own life. So somebody said, how do you personally keep pursuing God through the hills and valleys of, of your life? And obviously that song is so good, but it has so much meaning behind it. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> to, to keep it brief, you know, I was... We have all experienced the highs and, and the lows of life. I know I certainly have um and i know people have experienced a lot more than me but just with you know my parents um when my wife and i got married people were upset that we had an interracial marriage mm. and uh the church that my wife's dad pastors had uh, many many families leave the church wow. when we got married and in the midst of that when we're getting married, it's our first year of marriage should be the most amazing time of our lives. And we're going through the church turmoil. And then my father-in-law was diagnosed with leukemia. Hmm. And so that's actually the season that that song really started stirring and it, it grew over years. And, you know, I've realized that there are things that grow in valleys that do not grow on mountaintops. Wow. That God actually does some of his best work in our darkest places. Hmm. And I love how the scripture paints the picture of Jesus as the bright and morning star. He is high and above it all. Hmm. But in that same set of scriptures, it says that he's also the lily of the valley, that he's not just high above and away from it all. He's actually in our darkest places growing mm -hmm. beautiful things. And so God is not just the God of the mountaintops and the hills and the successes and the triumphs. He is the God of our struggles, mm -hmm. our disappointments, our fractured places, and he can be trusted because he is with us in and through it all. Mm -hmm. And that's really the heart behind Hills and Valleys. It's reminding people that life is going to happen and there is going to be some very tough stuff that we will all encounter. Mm -hmm. But the promise of Jesus and the, the promise of his presence mm -hmm. lets us know that there will never be a day that we have to encounter any of it alone. Yeah. Great. And and that's the heart. It's beautiful. Well, thanks for sharing that. That's such a good message. And I love how you said that that song kind of started stirring in you years before the song ever came out in a really hard time of your life. And then years later, you put out the song and it's huge and everybody loves it and relates to it because we've all had our hills and valleys and we've seen God in them. What 
what do you what would you say to people? Because I think our generation has this uh, struggle where we like to put everything out really fast, and we like yeah. for things to happen really fast. Uh, but sometimes things just don't happen like that. And sometimes, <laughs> no. and a lot of times they don't need to happen like that. So, what's mm. your advice on you know letting something just sit for a little while before it goes before it goes out? Yeah, well, I that's a great great observation to bring up. John Mayer actually said. <laughs> that, you know, the problem with today's um, young musicians is we write a song and we think we have to post it on YouTube immediately. Mm. Like, I literally just wrote it and now it has to go up on social media. And it kind of kills the developmental process mm -hmm. because he was talking about, you know, the years and years and years. It was just him in his room with his guitar writing hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of songs mm -hmm. and practicing and practicing and practicing. I think that good things take time. Yep. Good things take time. Jesus does very few instantaneous miracles mm. in scripture. He does a few sometimes suddenly happens we, we love that scripture in Acts. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. That was the fulfillment of an ancient promise yeah. that yeah. unfolded from generation to generation to generation. The suddenly took a very long time to set up. Yeah. Wow. And often that that's just how God operates. When you look at the creation of the world. We serve a God who could breathe it into existence, mm -hmm. who could think it into existence, who could do it all in one day. But on day one, it was evening and it was morning. Mm -hmm. And day two, God created and it was evening and it was morning. Good. Day three, <laughs> day four. Why? Because good things take time. It's great. So, and I'll add to that. Can you celebrate that it's good before it's done? Wow. Preach. Because God called every day good, even though it wasn't the fulfillment of the full vision that was in his heart. So good. He was able to end that day and look around and be like, man, I know I still got fish to put in this water and I still know I got people to put on this land. But if I'm just looking at the clouds and the oceans, this is good. So great. And in our lives, we have to be able to look at, man, I don't quite have the relationships I want to have. It's not quite where I want it to be, but it's good right now. That is so yeah. So, anyways, I'm like, um, preach, take like <laughs> we just went to church, like that is so good. I've never thought about it like that. That he was able to say it was good before it was yeah. done. Uh, so many people need to hear that. Like, if you're listening to the podcast, stop for a minute and just think about the things in your life that might not be done yet, or that you're putting pressure to come out now, or be wherever you think you should be, whenever you know, yes. whatever your expectation was for this season or this year of your life, and just let God work where you're at. That is yes. so good, Torrent. 
I love that. Uh, lastly, I want to talk to you about the song Known because that is Christian and I's song. It Come has on. been since we got engaged. That was the song we, our first dance at our wedding. And it's just meant so much to us because when Christian and I started dating, I had dated other people before. He had dated other people before. And um, I feel like the word like love would come out like so soon in relationships. And that's because y'all were dating people in like second grade and I third know. grade. And then y'all got married. Well, that's true. <laughs> that's that's valid. That's valid. But love would come out and I would be like, there's just like, I would be like, you don't know me. But then I would feel like. Well, now I don't even want to tell you like all the things that are really me because then what if you don't still love me? But this is it was a backwards yeah. concept. So I remember when Christian and I started dating, I told him like I do not want you to tell me that you love me until you know me, and I don't want to tell you I know you until I, I love you until I know you. And of course, you're always going to continue to get to know someone, and there's a lot to get to know. And I'm still getting to know Christian, and forever will be. But right. the core of wanting to truly know him and like be known by him was super important to me before I said, I love you because I love you. I think when you know that you're known, it takes the pressure off of feeling like you have to be something other than yourself. And I think in the day and age that we live in, especially with social media, you are liked by a lot of people and you're not known by any of them. You know, mm-hmm. you're you're seen, you're acknowledged, but you're not truly mm-hmm. like known. And so I think the song and the words are so crucial for us to hear. Where did that come from in your own life that you felt the need to write this song? And what does that mean to you? Well, there is a quote that stopped me in my tracks by Timothy Keller. And it said, to be loved but not known. It's comforting, but it's superficial. Mm. You know this. You've posted this before. Yep. To be known and not loved is our greatest fear. But to be fully known, <laughs> this is so, so good. good. And truly loved is what it means to be loved by God. So good. I mean, there is not a better encapsulation of the gospel to me than those words right there. Um, And I was, I am that like, not to invoke the Enneagram here. No, I love it. (laughs) I I normally do ask people, so please share your Enneagram. I I am a three. What's up? Um, So, you know what I'm saying? And so it's a lot of performance, achievement, image-driven, image-conscious type things and you know it's it's hard to love me (laughs) with all of my dysfunction but that's actually the beautiful thing about Jesus is that he didn't die for the image that we project Mm, he died for who we really are so before anyone knew me before anyone liked me before anyone sang my songs before anybody invited me anywhere jesus invited me in he knew me he saw me he loved me he treasured me and that just demands the scripture says it's just a reasonable response to worship and to live in this place of worship and you know my wife and I, our story is pretty cool too. And I always tell people God used my wife as the greatest expression of God's grace Hmm. in my life to let me know 
that I didn't have to be anything more than what I was, that I could bring all of my failure and all my dysfunction and all of my broken pieces that I'm still trying to make sense of. And they are covered in grace. It's beautiful. And uh, that's, that's the heart of that song. And I'll, I'll speak to the thing too, that, you know, our generation and the generation coming up after me, we have really bought into the lie that it is better to be well known mm-hmm. than to be known well. Mm. And if you're evaluating them on a scale of fame versus intimacy, the intimacy is so much more valuable yep. than people celebrating you or knowing your name or you getting a certain amount of followers mm-hmm. or fill in the blank that the real treasure is to have people that have been given permission to get inside of your heart Mm -hmm. and connect it in a deeper way and in a deeper place. And it's, it's something you can't replace with anything else. Spend your whole life trying. Come on. So good. You know, right after you were just preaching about the good thing, I was like, should I ask him one more question? Because he just nailed that. And I'm glad I did because you you just nail it. Like you just <laughs> preach. And it's so cool because it's an overflow of who you are and the scripture that you know and the um, even the family that you have. And you can tell that all comes from such a genuine place. So thank you for sharing your heart, your advice, your stories with yeah, us. Of it was so good. Everybody go get all God's children. Help out. Um, um, I guess really by just listening to the song. That is a yeah. practical, easy way to help <laughs> out. So everybody go listen to the song tour. And again, thank you so, so much. It's been so fun talking. Thank you. Thank you for having me on. All right. Drum roll, please. Welcome back to the segment of the podcast. Where we talk about good and bad advice. I don't know when all of a sudden I just felt like I needed to talk about it. Welcome back to the segment of the podcast. What is that from? Oh, you know what it's from? Veggie Tales. No, like, like, um, it'd be like the time of the hour when Larry sings a silly song. That's literally what I'm channeling right now. I hope y'all can connect with that because I, I, I did watch Veggie Tales, but I've noticed that, that, that this just felt like a fulfillment of my childhood dream to say something like that. Okay, really happy about it. Anyways, I'm moving on. We're not going to dwell on the moment. All right, Christian, good and bad advice. Yep. Let's hear it. Always choose to love others first. Great advice. It's like the best advice you can yeah. give because Jesus said. That's, that's one of the top two commandments that Jesus gave us. Love yeah. your neighbors yourself. Yeah, boom. Love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Can't go wrong with that. So love that. All right, let's see. Be wherever your feet are. Don't live in the past and or the present. That's good advice. I know that sometimes I can look at my life in moments that I'm either hopeful for the future or dwelling on the past. I can kind of lose sight of where I'm at now. Um, so I think that's really good advice. Yeah, I love being in the present moment. I love being here right now on this podcast. Me too. My feet are down on this rug. I'm loving it. <laughs> I'm not that. thinking about whatever I'm doing later, and what how I'm do doing you yesterday. Feel? 
I feel content. I feel I good. I feel happy. I love that. No, I agree. And it's hard to do that at times. It's so easy to look to the future or dwell in the past. Yeah. But when you can surrender the pain of the past or even the highs of the past and mm-hmm. look for and, and also look forward to the future and not, you know, spend your whole life anticipating the future and just be in the moment, yeah. I think that's whenever you truly start living, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, it was even like us now with like, you know, our daughter, like, I'm so hopeful for the future of that, but I'm also, mm-hmm. like, just so content now with where we're at yeah. and, and being That's excited so true. now. Yeah. That's so sweet. Like, this is such a good season. It's such a sweet season. Yeah. And um, What's preparing us for the next yeah, one. Yeah, it's preparing for the next one. Yeah. Everything in life is like that. It's always preparing yeah. you for the next. So every stage of it is important. Mm-hmm. We're so just good. in a season. We're not having to pivot. Christian, Christian yeah. and my dad always make fun of all of our church world's worlds our church words that we say like season and pivot and i can't think of i mean ones. they come every year there's gonna be a new one this year i can't wait for the 2021 church let's word of the year let's move to the next question all right stress is a choice mm. i don't know that's interesting because yeah. i don't know that it's a choice because if it was a choice i don't think i would choose it but wow that that was like just another realm of like wisdom well it's true because I would not choose to be stressed, but I oftentimes feel stressed. So I don't think it's a choice. Yeah, that's true. Is it a choice to choose not to be stressed? Perhaps. I think, yeah, it's a choice to like, it's a choice to like how you want to approach that. Yeah. Sometimes if I'm stressed, I can either like shut down or if I'm stressed, I can be like, okay, let's, let's do it. Let's get it done. Yeah. There is a choice that comes in the midst of stress to say, I'm going to no longer be stressed and choose to trust God. But I think getting to the point of stress is not always a choice. Sometimes life happens and throws you a curveball, and sometimes you get stressed. And then in that moment, you have a choice to get out of it. Yeah. I was actually just about to say word for word for word. What you just Were said. you? I was, yeah. <laughs> I love you. I know you are. That was so good. That was good. Thanks for sending Good and Bad Advice to so It's Good Podcast, Instagram, and on the Ella Sister app. We love you guys and look forward to seeing more. Yep. <laughs>